Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, good afternoon, everyone on the East Coast, and good morning, everyone on the West Coast. I'm Patricia Raskin for Patricia Raskin Positive Living, and we have a great show today. We have a guest I've had on before, and someone else I haven't had on, who happens to be his wife. My guest is renowned mezzo-soprano Deborah Domansky, and she was directed by Dr. Jean Houston as artist of the highest degree. She's a creativity expert and New York Times bestselling author Michael Gelb, whose books have been How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci. And they are husband and wife, I have to mention that. A graduate of Juilliard Opera Center and a winner of Marilyn Horn's National Vocal Competition, Deborah has just released her first CD entitled Arias and Songs. And Deborah and Michael today will discuss the creative process behind this extraordinary music. And to quote something that Michael sent me from Bach, the aim and final end of all music should be none other than the glory of God and the refreshment of the soul. Welcome, Michael, and welcome, Deborah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm going to start with you, Michael. Um, explain that quote. Explain the quote of how music should be the refreshment of the soul, particularly as it applies to the kind of music that Deborah sings. Well, when I met Deborah, it was a fabulous refreshment for my soul, which is why I married her. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's wonderful. And, but the great thing was I actually heard Deborah sing before we met. We, we met on an Alexander Technique seminar mm. out in California, and I was taking a walk, and I heard this sound, which I just thought was the most beautiful sound I'd ever Heard and Deborah. It turns out it was Deborah. She was rehearsing hmm. in the church. I didn't know it was Deborah. I didn't know who was behind this incredible sound. I was walking outside, but you could you could just hear this exquisite vibration, and I just thought that is the most beautiful hmm. sound I've ever heard. Later, I discovered the person. Behind so you that. married her for her singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is, I, I actually married her because she is the most wonderful, down-to-earth, fantastic, great partner. She is just the sweetest, kindest, most loving person I've ever met. And you wouldn't believe it when you hear when you 
when you hear her sing, when you hear this exquisite, refined, amazing, transformational, soul-refreshing sounds, you would never guess that this is a person who could change out the disposal. That <laughs> I'm not kidding. She does practical stuff around our house. That I mean, I'm clueless, but when it comes to solving problems, practical things, getting stuff done, I'm telling you, uh, uh, Deborah's amazing. <laughs> Which is now, Deborah. We'll give you equal time on that before we talk about your beautiful voice. Thank you. Would you like to add to anything that Michael just said, or can you possibly? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. That was very sweet of you. Um, definitely, my uh, the whole purpose of my singing is to enlighten. I that that is the goal of my singing, not and and to bring out the uh, beauty and brilliance of these incredible composers, of which I've I've chosen uh, twelve songs. Uh, to portray on this CD all of my favorite composers and my favorite songs of all time. So in a sense, this is Deborah Demansky's greatest hits. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I, my greatest wish is that the listener feels that this sentiment that Bach says, the aim and final end of all music should be none other than the glory of God and the refreshment of the soul. That is what I meant to bring to each and every one of the pieces on this CD. So um, I, as we listen, I, I believe we're going to listen to some clips. Is that is that am I correct? We are. We are right. going to listen, um, right. and we're waiting for Michael, who is our engineer, to cue them up. I know you sent several, and I were playing um, s- uh, several of them. And you know, I'm I'm anxious to hear your voice as well, and then to have you really translate and talk about why you chose these and where creativity fits into all of this. So, Michael, um, if you're ready to play one of them. We are ready to hear it. It should be coming on quickly. That's just a little bit, and we'll have others. Mm-hmm. But ex- explain why you chose that one and what that is about, Deborah. This is a piece by Alban Berg, who uh, we may know him better as a, as a 12-tone series uh, modern composer, well, modern in his day. And uh, these are his early songs. These are the romantic pieces that he wrote that ca- called se- The Seven Early Songs, and this song is called Die Nachtigall, which means the nightingale, and uh, there's lots of symbolism behind the nightingale, and uh, it symbolizes uh, transformation, definitely, mm-hmm. and in this song, this uh, young woman has fallen in love, and uh, she doesn't quite know what to do with herself. She's uh, in, enjoying the summer heat and enjoying this transformation and the 
symbolism of the roses are springing up and the nightingale is singing and echoing through the hills. It's, it's all very rapturous, and uh, obviously we can... She's falling in love and probably enjoying her the physical manifestation of that as well. <laughs> uh, we know what so that is. is. A, but, you know, it's really, really romantic. I mean, it's very, and it, it's interesting because as you describe that, when we, when we look at today, when we talk about love, you don't hear that much about these kinds of things. We hear about heartbreak and heartache and I was jilted or uh, they pulled up my heartstrings. And we're not hearing these kind of lyrical, beautiful connotations of love that almost seem frivolous in today's world and yet are so beautiful. What do you think? Michael, what's your thought? Well, exactly. I mean, you, you, you just explained why Deborah's CD is getting such a fabulous reception because there is a dearth of inspiration for yeah. true love and beauty and goodness. I mean, there was a great headline in The Onion the other day. It said, Lowest common denominator plummets. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so we need all the help we can get when it comes to inspiring our souls. And there's something about the vibration of yeah. this exquisite music. I mean, it's great, you know, here on radio we can, we can hear little clips, but what people need to do is get the CD, sit down, listen to it, and it is, it is transformational. I mean, we could talk, we, you know, we will talk about it. We'll tell you more about why we chose them. We'll play more. People can hear little clips. But what you've got to do is sit down, put on your headphones, listen, listen to it, and you will experience that rapturous state. And how can we find the CD, Deborah? It's available on my website, which is DebraDomansky.com, D-E-B-O-R-A-H-D-O-M-A-N-S-K-I.com, just like it sounds. And uh, I will send you the CD out right away, or you can get it downloaded from iTunes and also Amazon. Now, is there a translation? I mean, you were explaining that, but it was in another language. So is there a translation on the CD? Yes, there is uh, in the, not the downloadable version, obviously, but the, uh, the print version, there's a 12-page booklet with all the song translations and some information uh, about me and the pianist. The pianist, Robert Tweeten, is phenomenal. He's um, a, a assistant conductor at the Lyric Opera of Chicago and head of music staff at Santa Fe Opera and one of the most sensitive and incredible pianists of our day. He's played for some of the greatest singers at Alice Tully Hall and Lincoln Center and the um, Los Angeles Disney Hall and Zurich Opera, Vienna Opera, London's Wigmore Hall, Salzburg Festbulus. So he's played all over the world and, and uh, is a wonderful compliment and uh, support for these songs. And the other thing that's great, too, is that uh, when you order the actual CD, it comes with the translation of all the songs. But the good news is... If you just listen to the music, you'll get it even without the translation. Interesting. If, if you listen, if you use your right brain, you will get the, the, the spirit and the essence and the, and the meaning of the music. Then you can uh, get your left brain involved and actually read the translation 
from the German or the well, Russian. Or you the know, French Michael. Or the I mean, you you are definitely a best-selling author many, many times over. But you've made your life's work is about creativity. It's about understanding the geniuses who've been creative, like Leonardo da Vinci and many, many others. <clears throat> so your your work is all about this, and it seems to really tie into what Deborah's doing. Big time. Well, that's you know again, it's part of why we formed this partnership because when I, when I heard Deborah sing, when I got to know her. Uh, in the beginning, I just thought this is this is a sensationally gifted artist who has something really special to bring to humanity. And at first, I thought, well, anything I can do to be supportive uh, uh, of this gifted person, I will do. Uh, and fortunately, it turned out that the most supportive thing I could do was to actually marry her. <laughs> wow, that's. That's special, and I'm probably going to ask you some of your secrets to the wonderful, happy marriage. But before we do that, I'm going to ask Michael again to play the second piece, and we'll play maybe 30, you know, 30 or 45 seconds, so people can at least get a taste of this, and then you can explain it. Great. So, um, you know, when we're ready. Richard Strauss's Ariadne auf Naxos. It is in German. And this is one of the greatest arias in the mezzo-soprano repertoire. Uh, the, the line is, what is music? Music is the holiest art, which brings together all kinds of courage, like angels from a radiant throne, and therefore it is the holiest of all arts. So this is sort of my my theme song, my fight song. My <laughs> this is one of my favorite all-time songs. And uh, romantic and beautiful and full orchestration in the opera. It's just stunning, stunning piece of music. Uh, Michael, your thoughts on this? Well, it, I would, I'd say it speaks for itself, but it, it sort of sings for itself. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's... Uh, you know, again, I, I want to come back to what you said uh, earlier, too, because this, this level of vibration is, unfortunately, rather uh, unusual. And, you know, we know artists, fellow singers, uh, people who studied at Juilliard with, with Deborah, uh, who are stunningly, amazingly, phenomenally talented, but... You never get to hear them. Mm. <laughs> so people, people, you know, people think uh, the singers on American Idol are good. Well, I'm sorry, I got news for you. Uh, uh, the least talented person that, that 
we've met in, in, in one of the uh, programs here at the Santa Fe Opera, for example, uh, or the Pittsburgh Opera, where Deb, Deborah also serves as an apprentice. The least talented person uh, creates a sound that's uh, dramatically more exquisite uh, than almost anything you ever get to hear. So it's really worth just uh, going a little bit out of one's way and seeking out uh, uh, some of these uh, extraordinary artists. You know, that's another question for both of you, is why the opera, and it, I mean, it's, it's appreciated by some, but there's a select few of people who really appreciate and savor this kind of art, which I think is a high form of art. It's very, uh, it, there's so much refinement to it. And people are listening to, as you said, Michael, they're listening to, you know, the shows that have, uh, that have these kinds of things, but not so much opera. What do you think? <laughs> well, you know, see, the great thing is uh, uh, opera, people just don't understand what it's all about, and it hasn't gotten the kind of press it needs to get for people to realize how rapturous and fabulous it can be. Mm-hmm. Opera, you know, we talked before about how to think like Leonardo da Vinci and the Renaissance. Well, opera is actually a product of the Renaissance. Yes. There was a group in Florence called the Camerata, and one of the directors of the group was Galileo's father. And they used to get together, share some good wine, and they were trying to figure out how was it that the ancient Greeks were able to create these soul-stirring transformational pieces of theater back at the original theater, which is, of course, uh, uh, right near the Parthenon. It's the Temple of Dionysus, was the original theater, the god of wine. And, and the, these uh, Florentines came up with what they figured must have been the kind of vocalization that the Greeks had developed to create this transformational experience. And that led to the creation of the very first opera. It was a way of making sound that would go right through to people's souls and inspire them to this So when did this start, Michael? What century? Uh, This was in the uh, 16th century. Interesting. Mm. So you really have an understanding of this from the very beginning because you've written about it. Well, yeah, the, you know, the thing is, the thing is, see, what happened is that, that for many years, uh, uh, as opera started to become more and more popular, you know why operas are four hours long? Uh, because for people, it was their only form of entertainment. And it was, it was a whole phenomenon. You'd go to the opera, and it had singing, it had drama, it had dancing, it had incredible costumes, it had... You name it, elephants going across the stage. It was such a spectacle, yes, and it was the one great thing people could do. Uh, now, we may not be ready to sit through a whole four-hour opera. I mean, uh, that's not, not necessarily what we're recommending. That's why we made this CD, so people could just listen to the best part. All right, and speaking of that CD, let's play another song right now, and Deborah, then you can explain it for us. Great. Tishi 
beautiful. Deborah, your voice is just so gorgeous. Thank you. This How is, beautiful. Um, now, that one to me, just hearing it, was lighter than the others. Yes, it had more movement to it, didn't it? Yes. Uh, the rolling arpeggios in the piano. This is a song by uh, Tchaikovsky. It's in Russian. Huh. And uh, this is this is my love song to Michael. Aww. <laughs> Aww. It's, a, it's the the brief translation is everywhere I go, I am filled entirely with one thought alone, only of you. Gone are the griefs that have ever tortured me. Love alone reigns supreme in my heart. Courage, hope, eternal devotion, all that is good, united in my soul, all that is noble, Aww. is all because of you. <laughs> See, this is the kind of love that we were talking about that, that uh, we don't get to hear much about these days. But. You know, I, I've got I've to stop right there and ask you both this, because we're talking about love. You know, the kind of love that you and I talk about, that you are talking about um, with Michael, and, and you both really feel it so much, you just don't hear people talking like that today. Rarely. Now, I know people would say, yeah, but they've only been married a short time, you know, wait till they're married 10 or 15 years. I don't think so. I think you're still going to be acting the same way then. How come? It's true love. You know, we, we are blessed to have been able to say yes in the right moment. Uh, we, we, when we talk to all our friends who, we have several friends who are in these beautiful, loving relationships, and we said, you know, what, how did you know that you found the love of your life? And everybody says, well, you just know. And you just, when you know, you have to say yes. There are so many people who second-guess that or they're uh, spending too much time with their careers or d- doing something that is distracting them from being able to sense that, that feeling of true love. And to be able to stop and just listen and say, yes. This is the person. You know, I've got to tell you, I think you should gather up those couples. And, Michael, you could do this easily. All of you should sit down and you should write a book. <laughs> <laughs> really, I don't think we're hearing this enough. Well, yeah, I, I'm sure you're right about that, that your people need to be reminded that there's true love available. Mm. And you know, if you think it's impossible and if you're sure that you can't have it, well, it and you can't be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. But if, despite whatever heartbreak, uh, whatever disappointment you've ever experienced, and this, you know, this is where it's really romantic. It is. It's. It's not just that everything's roses and la di da, and you know, true love comes along right away, and you live happily ever after, and there's no problems or disappointments. I mean, I went through all sorts of uh, heartbreaks and, and challenges and difficulties over the years, but I'll tell you. Here's, I, I can sum up, instead of writing a whole book, I'll give you uh, uh, my formula for true love dating advice. Because <laughs> this is what I, I really did. Okay. Uh, and, and, and my formula for, for finding true love is, is as follows. Uh, uh, surrender yourself completely to the divine. Pray with all your heart and soul to meet your true love. And then, if you are blessed... With that meeting, go for it 100%. Hmm. And in the meantime, while you're waiting for your true love uh, uh, and, 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 and deepening that prayer and surrendering uh, fully, because you can't control it, you can't make it happen, uh, uh, nevertheless, uh, live every day with as much gratitude and kindness and focus on 
others as you can, and through that you will find another kind of love and fulfillment and happiness Happy. while you're waiting for that personal love that uh, does take everything to a, another level of blessing and gratitude. It's beautiful. So what you do is you pray every day to meet the love of your life? Well, all I can tell you is I've been through a very frustrating period uh, relationship-wise, and I was on a flight out to California to uh, go teach on this Alexander Technique seminar, and I'm on the flight, and I happened to read Brian Weiss's fabulous book, Only Love is Real, on the flight. And I just, I, I, and you, know, I could, you can't really fake this, too. I was 100% sincere. On my flight, I just offered a prayer. I said, look, God, I have tried my best to find the right person. Nothing's worked. I give up. I put it completely in your hands. Really? Well, I met Deborah the next day. You, you got to write, Michael, this has got to be your next book. <laughs> Forgetting Leonardo. He, he, he had his life. <laughs> well, well, the this book is I really... read before I met Michael was If the Buddha Dated, which uh, is a fantastic book if, if you are looking to, to date and find a complimentary partner that you, uh, and, you know, it was just, it was, it was so perfect that Michael and I were both sort of in the same place, looking for our true loves, being open to it, but not forcing the issue as we were more focused on, you know, the divine and, you know, thinking like the Buddha, least <laughs> letting go. And, and that, that is how it manifested for us. And, and, that and it can happen in at any age, right? It doesn't matter what age. Totally. I, I think so. Well, that was the, the funny thing is, Deborah and I, you know, part of what we joked around uh, about is that uh, if we had been trying to meet on a dating service or through a matchmaker online, we never would have met because we never would have requested someone of uh, such a, you know, a varying uh, age. Uh, Deborah, you know, was not looking for somebody... Uh, 23 years older, and I had a cutoff because I thought, gee, anybody below 35 is you know, probably not going to have their identity worked out yet, so I want to wait till they're you know, a little more seasoned. So, uh, you know, and, and, and even when we met, uh, I certainly wasn't presumptuous that it was a dating uh, situation. I, I, I wasn't sure that we were actually even on a date until when we first got together, Deborah said, oh, I was getting ready for this date, and then I said, oh, I guess it is a date, and then it was the last date either of us have ever had. <laughs> How wonderful. How beautiful. All right, on that note, we're going to close soon, but not without another gorgeous aria from Deborah. So let's play another piece, and then we will tell people how they can find them.
I know that music. Where is that from? I recognize it, but I don't. I recognize it, Deborah. Yes, this is George Frederick Handel's most famous aria, Ombra My Fu, from yes. his opera Xerxes. It's, yes, you've heard it before. Mm. <laughs> it's beautiful. Beautiful, and your tonation, where your voice moves and flutters like a bird, it's gorgeous. Mm. Well, you know, the other thing to know about that, that piece of music is it actually was the first piece of music that was ever heard on the radio. It was played mm. by Reginald Fessenden, who was, uh, used to work for Thomas Edison, who was the Amazing. engineer who was uh, largely responsible for the birth of uh, radio, and that was the music he chose to play. Amazing. The very first time people heard music on the radio it was Ombra My Fu by Handel. Although, unfortunately, Deborah didn't sing that version. Well, you know, I have to say, I can see another reason why the two of you are together. Because, Deborah, all you have to do is go to Michael, and he's a historian. He'll tell you right. the origin of your pieces. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? It's, just, it's really incredible. All right, we're going to do closing thoughts. Uh, tell people again how they can find the CD, Deborah. You can certainly order the CD from my website, which is DebraDomansky.com, D-E-B-O-R-A-H-D-O-M-A-N-S-K-I.com, or iTunes or Amazon. All right. And, Michael, I'm going to ask you both for closing thoughts, just in terms of music and creativity and the opera and arias and, and, and your love of the work and your passion of the work. What's your message for our listeners today? Michael, first. Well, the Renaissance was the rebirth of the original Greek notion of the embodiment of truth and beauty and goodness in humanity. And Plato, who is the father of Western philosophy, gave advice uh, on how to nurture the soul. He said, from the time you're young, you should surround yourself with beauty, and that if you continue to quest for beauty throughout your life, it will, uh, in modern terms we'd say, it would sort of uh, uh, just move into the, to, to your heart, into your soul. So I've been on this quest to surround myself with beauty. That's why I married Deborah, and that's why I listen to her CD every day. Oh, how beautiful. And Deborah, your thoughts? I would love to encourage everyone to seek out different kinds of music, something that they are not used to listening to, especially classical, classical vocal music, and please expose your kids to it, too, because mm -hmm. they're not getting to listen to this kind of stuff at school or, at, you know, at the pep rallies or anything. So, you know, part of their education and our cultural upbringing and our heritage is classical music and opera and poetry and this, these kinds of expressions of love that we talked about today that kids really, really, really need. Mm -hmm. Wonderful and so important. And again, um, now your your website also talks about your other music as well, correct? And all about you. So yes. it's not just a CD. So people can learn more by going yes. to DebraDomansky.com and also to Mike. It, it, Michael is it MichaelGelb.com or is it MichaelJGelb.com? No, it's Michael Gelb G E L B MichaelGelb.com. People can get all sorts of fun stuff about Leonardo. Edison, other great geniuses. Innovate Like Edison is one of your books, How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci. The other one is about geniuses. What's the name of that book? Discover Your Genius. Discover and my your most genius. recent book Which was... Which actually was in one of the movies. There was a movie that I saw. There was your book. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was it was uh, the Italian job. Yes. How to, how to think like Leonardo da Vinci yes. was on and screen for twenty two seconds. It was really, that was exciting. And, um, and then you even talk about, you love wine, and you even talk about, uh, one of your books is on wine. Wine drinking for inspired thinking, unlock your creative, uncork your creative juices. That is correct. Terrific. Well, um, wonderful. And I hope I get to meet you both in, in person soon. I've known Michael for years, Deborah, by phone and by interviews. And um, it, it's, it, the work you've done, Michael, is such a gift to the world. And I know that your music is such a gift to the world, too, Deborah. That was same, same is true for you, Patricia. Oh, exactly. well, thank you. Thank you. You know what, Michael, you'll really appreciate this. A, a person said to me who's in the business, he said, you know what you are, Patricia? He said, you're the Ed Sullivan, not the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I'll take it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we're going to close. And, again, the website for Deborah is DebraDomansky.com. And for Michael is michaelgelb.com. And you've been listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on Voice America. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 